Is tidying up really life-changing? Let's find out. The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo It seems like this book is everywhere. It's been a bestseller in bookstores and online for months and months. It's all over the blogosphere, and thousands of readers are singing its praises. But is it all it's cracked up to be? At first, I ignored it. I didn't buy the book. I changed the subject when my friends or co-workers brought it up, and I breezed past articles about it in my favorite online publications. I thought to myself, why in the world would I need a book to learn how to tidy up? It's simple. Pick up my clothes from the floor, put them in hamper or drawer, repeat with dirty dishes, dog toys, and general clutter. My home is usually fairly clean, and my husband and I aren't what you would call pack rats, although I am less inclined to give up clothes that are past their prime and sentimental knickknacks than I probably should be. But to be honest, the topic of tidying up or decluttering is just something that hasn't interested me. Then someone gave me Ms. Kondo's book as a gift. The cover is pretty, so it lay displayed on my coffee table for weeks. One Saturday, after a particularly frustrating five minutes spent wrestling a baking pan from the basically inaccessible corner cabinet in my kitchen, I picked it up and began reading. And it changed my life. Just kidding. Sort of. I had, still have, some mixed feelings about the book. I really enjoyed reading about and connected with Marie Kondo's notions about acknowledging and honoring the relationship between our possessions and the principles that guide our lives, and I definitely agree with Ms. Kondo that the relative tidiness of our living spaces has a huge effect on our personal sense of well-being. I also agree with Ms. Kondo's observation, to the extent that I have also made this observation about myself— that sometimes we struggle with clutter because we are trying to distract ourselves from a difficult situation or decision in our lives. On the other end of the usefulness spectrum, though, is Marie Kondo's somewhat unhelpful and condescending prohibition of balling up our socks because we are supposed to let them rest and relax and her apparent belief that neither she nor her readers should ever accept anything less than perfect tidiness in their homes. When it comes to tidying up, I think a more gentle approach can be more helpful. Decluttering is not a black and white thing. There's no blueprint, even though Ms. Kondo does her best to provide one. Every person is different. Every home is different. Every item is different, and we all have to decide how best to approach the clutter in our lives and homes based on our own values, sentiments, circumstances, and priorities. But I'm getting ahead of myself. If you're not familiar with the KonMari method, it basically involves a two-prong approach to tidying. For the first prong, you physically hold every item you own and ask yourself if that item sparks joy in you. If the answer is yes, you keep it. If the answer is no, you thank the item for its service, then get rid of it. For the second prong, you place each of the items that did spark joy in a place in your home that is visible, accessible, and within easy reach. The idea is that when you remove all the items from your home that don't spark joy in you, your home will become a place that, by its very existence, provides you with joy and peace.
and when all the items that do bring you joy have their own places, and it's easy to put the items in their places, tidying becomes effortless. As I said, some of the principles in this book I have found to be very useful and have incorporated into my life with great success. Others I have considered and rejected, either as impractical in my specific circumstances or completely unnecessary and unhelpful in general. Keep listening to learn the nine most useful lessons I learned from Marie Kondo's The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up.